Welcome to Coffee with Bishop Suriel, a podcast for all things Coptic. Irini Pasi, peace be with you. I would like to share with you a short meditation today and share some books on today's feast and tell you a little bit more about my new podcast. After the priest calls the faithful to prayer, he utters those words of peace and the congregation responds and with your spirit. We hear these words, we hear these prayers often and they are repeated so many times throughout our liturgical services. However, do we actually stop to think? Do we actually stop to think how important they are in our lives? The critical importance of having that inner peace of Christ in our daily living. The world is currently in turmoil due to COVID-19. The USA is gripped in a chaotic social unrest over the death of George Floyd. The economic pressures of the past few months, the unprecedented unemployment figures, and much, much more has caused mayhem and stress among many people. That is why the words peace be with you are so important today. This true peace we can only find in Christ Jesus. The Lord Christ comforts us saying, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And this is mentioned in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 14, verse 27. And they are truly very comforting words, especially in our day and age. St. Paul, the Apostle, also assures the people of Philippi that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And this is mentioned in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Let us, my dear sisters and brothers, come into this peace of Christ, where we will find our comfort during these trying times. Today we celebrate in the Coptic tradition, June the 1st, Christ's entry into Egypt. And this is one of the seven minor feasts of the Lord Christ. We learn many lessons and receive many blessings from the Lord Jesus and the Holy Family coming to Egypt. King Herod wanted to kill every child two years and under, and he was afraid that the birth of Christ, or the birth of the Christ child, was going to rob him of his earthly kingdom. However, Christ teaches, saying, My kingdom is not of this world. He is from above, and he wants to lift our sight to what is above also. St. John in his first epistle, exhorts us, saying, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And this is mentioned in the first epistle of St. John, chapter 2, verse 15. 
In the following verse, he continues saying, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. God indeed created the world for us. But here, St. John is speaking of evil that is in the world and the abuse of what God created and misuse it for our selfish desires. The teachings of Christ and his apostles always wanted to guide us to what is above, to lift our sight to heaven and to what awaits us in the eternal life to come. Another teaching of the Lord is to flee from the face of evil, as he did from Herod. Many may say this is a sign of weakness, but in fact it is a sign of resilience and incredible strength. The cross, in fact, was strength and not weakness. St. Paul reminds us, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And this St. Paul speaks about in his first epistle to the Corinthians in chapter 1, verse 18. The Lord Jesus had the power to destroy Herod in an instant, or those who were crucifying him. However, he submitted in meekness in order to complete the work of salvation. The Holy Family accepted quietly to flee to Egypt. They accepted the pain of the long journey, the difficult track. There were no paved roads back then like we have today. The transport conditions, riding on the back of a donkey, perhaps lack of fresh water or food, and much, much more. I can even, can't even imagine what the sleeping conditions would have been like out in the open and uh, maybe very cold weather as well. They accept peacefully all this tribulation. How about us? Of course, currently, the world is facing uncertain times, so many deaths and people getting sick, economic crisis, and so many other factors affecting us on a daily basis. We can complain and point fingers at governments or the World Health Organization or whomever else we like and just take a very negative attitude. Or we could as much as we can, or we can do as much as we can, as is possible, to see what positives we can achieve, such as closer ties with our family, reaching out with a word of support to those in greater need, how we could use the technology available to us for new work opportunities, for example. The Holy Family put their time in exile in Egypt to great use by visiting so many places and blessing them. Such places have become great Christian shrines today and a great blessing for all of Egypt. At the entrance of the Holy Family's entrance to Egypt, tradition tells us that idols fell and it was the beginning of the end of paganism there. Isaiah the prophet's prophecy was fulfilled 
There will be an altar to the Lord in the midst of the land of Egypt, as mentioned in Isaiah chapter 19, verse 19. In fact, the Holy Family traveled extensively throughout Egypt over three and a half years, traveling through Telbasta, Zaytun, and Matareya in Cairo, and then halfway between Cairo and Alexandria to Scythus or Wadi Natrun that became a great monastic center, Zakazik, that's in fact where my mother was born, south to Malawi and to Asyut, where later the famous monastery of the Virgin Mary, known as in Muharraq, was established. In the midst of the first century, St. Mark the Apostle came to Egypt and preach Christianity there. And here lies a rich 2,000-year history that I am sure we will cover many interesting facts about in future episodes. Now let me show you some wonderful resources on the Holy Family's entry to Egypt and some great books on the Coptic Christians. And I will place notes and links to where you may find these books if you would like to delve deeper um, into this subject. And there's some really wonderful resources out there. This was one I picked up in the year 2000 that was published by the church celebrating 2,000 years of the flight of the Holy Family to Egypt, called The Holy Family in Egypt. as has uh, a lot of information inside, and in fact... Um, Lots of interesting photos of many Christian sites that uh, the Holy Family uh, visited. I'm not sure if this book in particular is available, but if I do find it, certainly I will let you know. And then this one that came out around the same time from the American University and Cairo Press called Be Thou There, The Holy Family's Journey in Egypt. And again, Lots of interesting facts, and also um, many beautiful photos of sites associated um, with the Holy Family, like, like this one, for example. I do believe that this one is available on uh, uh, Amazon and on the website of the American, Catholic, uh, American University in Cairo. Here's another beautiful uh, image uh, from uh, one of our... Uh, monasteries. Lots and lots of information. It's not just pictures, but there's also a lot of text describing the journey of the Holy Family uh, to Egypt. So those two books in particular are about uh, the flight or the, the Holy Family's journey in Egypt. But there is so many other books that have come out in recent years uh, about Christianity in Egypt, and uh, I think that uh, this is good to discuss briefly here. This is a, another book that is uh, also published by the American University in Cairo Press, uh, along with St. Mark Foundation, called Coptic Civilization, 2,000 Years of Christianity in Egypt, and it's edited by Professor Gaudat uh, Gabra, who taught at Claremont University uh, for many, many years, a great Coptic scholar, and hopefully we'll bring him on uh, one of our episodes uh, to discuss uh, his work and his research. But here is a, a beautiful um, Coptic icon, 
uh, of St. Anthony and St. Paul. Um, but again, you know, if you look uh, inside of the, of the table of contents, he speaks, uh, there is a whole uh, a group of scholars that present uh, chapters, Samuel Mawad on Coptic historiography, Coptic church history, uh, Johanna Nisim Youssef, Mark Sheridan on monasticism, uh, Lois Farag has a chapter on Alexandrian theology from Athanasius the Great to Timothy the uh, Second, and much, much more. So I do highly uh, recommend that book to you as well. I've got quite a few, about nine of them. This is more of a photo book, but um, it's called uh, also by the American University in Cairo Press, Monasticism in Egypt, Images and Words of the Desert Fathers. It has a uh, uh, contemporary images of uh, of monks, <laughs> like this one of a novice. In fact, he's a very good friend of mine and now is a bishop in the church, Bishop Agaton, as he's making the holy bread. Um, and now he serves uh, in South America in Brazil. And then you have this interesting book, which was a lot of work that was done at St. Paul's Monastery, and in particular on the, on the cave church and all of the iconography and the murals that are there, and the whole history of this monastery, uh, edited by William Lister, called The Cave Church uh, of Paul the Hermit. And this is, again, you know, very well produced, very scholarly, um, and you can see many of the, how they have uh, architectural drawings uh, of the whole uh, monastery uh, and the discovery of the many murals uh, and wall paintings uh, that was got discussed there. And also some amazing ancient photos, um, you know, from the turn of the 20th century. So again, I, I highly recommend this book on the cave church of Paul the Hermit. And this one, you can see that many of these books have been published actually by the American University in Cairo Press, so they're very interested to find new material on Coptic art, architecture, history, theology, and so on. This one's called The Treasures of Coptic Art in the Coptic Museum and Churches of Old Cairo by Gaudet Gabra and Marianne Eaton uh, Krauss. Um, and as you can see, all of these are all hard-covered books. You know, uh, a wood carving of uh, one of the saints, um, which is from the monastery of St. Apollo of Bawit, a very famous ancient monastery. Um, this beautiful, gorgeous icon, again, um, of St. Anthony uh, and St. Paul, uh, that you can see there. Um, so lots of beautiful photographs. So the photographs are done very well uh, in these books. And then lots of uh, interesting topics that are discussed, like uh, you know, the manuscripts from the Naga Hamadi uh, library. So this is another one. And I will put notes and links to all of these books for you uh, below the podcast. This one is from the liturgical press. And it's titled Christian Egypt, Coptic Art and Monuments Throughout Two Millennia by Massimo Capuani, 
published in 1999. It's about 20 years old, but yet another very worthwhile book for you. And two more to finish off uh, with. This one is really one of my favorites, and it's called Monastic Visions, Wall Paintings in the Monastery of St. Anthony at the Red Sea. And you can see how they have um, uh, renovated and brought back to life a lot of these wall paintings that had almost been destroyed from fire and the black soot that was covering all of these uh, icons and these brilliant people led by you know, this amazing Professor Elizabeth Bolan, uh, Elizabeth Bowman, um, and you can see how they have restored you know, like this one, for example. I remember seeing this one. It was almost all black. And now look at how beautiful and vivid the colors are. And so she speaks about, you know, all of this work um, and how they, uh, you know, uh, brought back to life, really, all of these beautiful heritage of Coptic art. And also has some ancient photos as well. So again, dating back to the early 20th century. I highly recommend this book, and it's from Yale University Press uh, here in America. And the final one um, that I will share with you is called The Churches of Egypt from the Journey of the Holy Family to the Present Day. And again, Gaudet Cabra and Gertrude Van Loon and edited by Caroline Ludwig and photographs are by Sharif Sombol. So... This is uh, another book that I would like to recommend for you if you're interested to know more about Coptic art, architecture, history. And I'm sure in every episode that we talk about these subjects, it won't be every episode, but every now and then, um, I would like to share some resources with you. And I'm hoping, actually, that in every uh, episode, whatever the topic may be, that whatever resources are out there that I want to be able to inform you, uh, the listeners and viewers. Um, so if you want to go deeper into a particular subject that interests you, you can find a wealth of material there to help you. So now, let me turn to some points about the podcast. And first, there is so many people that I would like uh, to thank and I will thank them officially um, in episode zero, which will launch on July the 12th, the Feast of the Apostles. But they have done so much amazing work. You know, I started this idea of the, of the podcast um, with something very simple of maybe on just the recorder um, that I had, um, audio recorder, and just record something and then, you know, put it up on Facebook or, or something like that as an audio file. But the more people I began to speak to, the more that this idea of a podcast began to mushroom. In fact, I started to think about it about three years ago. Um, but with, you know, busy ministry, it, it was just too much to take on. Even now I feel, you know, a bit overwhelmed with all of this because there is just so many things involved that I never imagined in my wildest dreams. So I'm learning so much about this new world of audio and now I've added video podcasting, as you can see, 
uh, in this test trial that I, I'm doing today. Um, and so I really want to thank some of these people. First of all, I want to thank His Eminence, Metropolitan Serapion, the Metropolitan of Los Angeles, Southern California and Hawaii, who has been very supportive of this work. And as some of you may know, that uh, he would like to establish a new department in the diocese called Church and Society. And in fact, this work actually fits under, under the work of that uh, department. And so uh, the support that His Eminence has given me uh, has been really immense, and so I thank him from all of my heart for this. And also, uh, the two auxiliary bishops in this diocese, His Grace Bishop Abraham and His Grace Bishop Corollos, have been also wonderful in uh, supporting me with their prayers, with their encouragement, and without them also, this would not have been possible. In the St. Paul's Brotherhood here, there is uh, several of the fathers who have been really wonderful, uh, and I thank them for their prayers, and I want to thank, uh, in particular, Father Timothy Paul, who has helped me uh, to organize uh, the studio. George Bishara from Paraclete Graphics in Washington, D.C., has been amazing in his talent uh, of designing uh, the logo for our podcast, Coffee with Bishop Suriel, a podcast for all things Coptic. I think he's done a wonderful job with the colors, with the design, very talented. Um, I'm sure you can find him if you want to look for a great graphic designer. He's the man, George Bishara. Thank you so much. And I want to thank also Fadi Habib, here from uh, St. Mark's Church in Los Angeles, Fadi has been with me constantly on a daily basis, working with me early in the morning, late at night, during the day, taking time away from his family, taking time away from his work to assist me in uh, acquiring the necessary equipment, setting it all up, and his IT expertise is just incredible. So thank you, Fadi, and God bless you and bless all of the work uh, that you are doing in your ministry and for your assistance to me. I also want to take, uh, thank two people uh, that I've got to know over the last couple of weeks, and that is Abraham Mikhail and Andrew Nagib, who are videographers. Um, uh, Abraham, in particular, has uh, studied for about two and a half or three years uh, this amazing art of uh, filmmaking. Uh, and he has uh, published or produced, I should say, a beautiful documentary. Uh, I think it is called The Desert Foreigner. And uh, he interviews and highlights the life of Father Lazarus El Antoni and what it is like to live as a hermit up in the mountains at St. Anthony's Monastery in the Red Sea. It's available on Amazon Prime. And they have both been working with me to produce a teaser, so it'll be an advertisement to the launch of the podcast, an intro and an outro. And hopefully these are going to be ready uh, by the end of the week. And also some still shots that will go onto the website. 
Um, and so they are very talented, and I can't wait to see the quality of their work. So thank you to both of them. I also want to thank Matthew Andraus, and he has been working with me to establish the website, which is uh, coffeewithbishopsurial.org. I'm hoping to launch this website in the next day or so. It will take some time uh, to get it all ready, but you will have a very good grasp uh, of what uh, to expect there. So thank you so much, Matthew. I also want to thank Ralph Toss, an old friend from New York, uh, a great servant of the Lord, and the ideas and planning that he has worked with me uh, to get us to where we are with this podcast. His uh, advice uh, has been really uh, instrumental in all of this process. And his sister, Vivian Toss. Vivian has, a, I've also known her from the uh, late 90s, and Vivian uh, is going to do for us the voiceovers in the introduction and in the outro, so introducing each episode and then telling us about what is in next week's episode. So she has an amazing voice, amazing talent. Thank you, Vivian, and thanks to both of you. I also want to thank some people from across the ocean, and that is Basim Morgan. He has been working with me in the Diocese of Melbourne for about 10 years. Incredible talent in uh, IT and graphic design and videography. Um, and in his spare time, he designed some of the shots, um, like the one that you can see at the moment, and many more when I have one or two guests on the program, then we'll be able to bring them in uh, to the live stream as well. So thank you, Bassem. I also want to thank Bishoy Basilius, the son of one of my oldest friends in Sydney, who has also given some advice and uh, support uh, for the work that we're trying to do here. Sam Hanna, another old friend from New York in the 1990s, um, and I've, you know, uh, bounced ideas and showed him some snippets of videos and logos and things like that uh, and, and got his opinion on this as well. And so he's been really great. And also Dr. Adel Zaid from, from Melbourne, uh, a dear uh, colleague and great servant of the Lord, who has also played a similar role as Sam ha has by uh, suggesting ideas uh, and looking at material and giving me his opinion on it. I also want to thank two people uh, that studied with me when I was doing, uh, in 2017 and 18, uh, a senior executive MBA at the Melbourne Business School. They're not from the Coptic community, but wonderful people. Dr. Mahdi Stia, who actually was the top of our class, and David Gifford. And they have given me immense insights and advice, uh, looked at uh, our mission and vision and value statement, and offered lots of uh, uh, advice on that. So thank you to both of you. And John from St. Mark Church here in LA, who has helped me uh, prepare the studio in many ways. Thank you, John. Um, and let me just to, to end with, and I'll be happy to take a few live questions as well. So if anyone would like to uh, call in, 
please send me a private text message and I will text you the number that um, you can uh, call in. But I'm hoping that this podcast is something that is going to be a little bit different. And I'll say more about this in episode zero. But this is not going to be a lecture. But it's going to be something that's dynamic. It's going to be inspiring. It's something that's going to be uplifting. And something with a positive message. And it is not open just to Copts. This is a podcast for anyone around the globe. It is a podcast for anyone around the globe that comes into contact with it and wishes to listen in and learn something new. And so I welcome anyone that wants to come and listen or see uh, this podcast. And we are going to have a variety of different topics and subjects. So we might talk one week about the environment. You hardly hear any cop speaking about the environment or a sermon or a lecture about the environment. And yet God created this earth for us, and we need to care for it, right? And so this is a topic we may discuss. We'll talk about different aspects of history and how we can learn from that. We'll talk about the church fathers. Why should we read the church fathers? And you know what can we benefit from the writings of the church fathers today that wrote in the early centuries? Well, you know, there is brilliant scholars out there that we will invite uh, to discuss some of these things. Um, religious education for example, and the importance of the Sunday school movement and what Habib Gerges, the archdeacon, who now is canonized as a saint, what was his role in all of this? And much, much more. Um, In episode two, for example, we have uh, a topic about the Christian family in times of crisis. And I'll bring in two experts uh, Dr. Yosri Armanius and Dr. Linda Abdel Sayed uh, to discuss this topic, and you'll be able uh, to have a live call uh, to ask a question. But there has to be also mutual respect with this, that if we have something uplifting and positive, having the mutual respect of each other's opinions is going to be very important for the success of this podcast. We'll talk about youth issues. Uh, We'll talk about youth ministry. Um, And if you have ideas as well, please do send them in. It's very important that you engage with this so that you benefit as well. But I know that I'm going to benefit so much from this podcast because I have to do so much research to prepare and plan uh, for each episode and do a lot of reading, prepare the questions, uh, we'll also do, for example, things like book reviews, interesting book uh, that has come into the market, and we'll uh, reach out to the author of the book and engage with them and understand what they meant by some of the things they said, uh, and you may have your opinion, and these will be um, announced before each episode so that if you want to read the book beforehand, then that gives you a better uh, hold of understanding of what the author um, is trying to say. So if anyone does have any questions, please do send me a private message on Coffee with Bishop Suriel um, on my Facebook page dedicated to this. 
Um, and then we, we can take it from there. As I said, this is a, a first trial run. Um, I still am learning the ropes, so to say. Um, it will take me some time, so don't be too uh, harsh in your uh, uh, thoughts about this to start with. But I'm sure as time goes by, we'll have something engaging, something inspirational, something dynamic, something wonderful uh, that I hope can be uplifting and of benefit uh, to all of you. Stay well and be blessed in the Holy Spirit. And glory to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.